0: Hi friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host Annie F Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store. And as you know, I am actually having the Best time out on the road again. You guys, we're halfway through the tour. The team is exceptional. Our special guests have had me rolling and teary and pondering all kinds of new things. But the very best part is getting to see y'all and be in a room with y'all. So thank you to those of you who have been with us for the first six shows and to all of you who joined us for the live stream. And don't you know it, but we do still have seats available in Portland, Seattle, Stockton, Inland Empire, Phoenix, and and Denver. Come and join us as we make our way down the West Coast. All the details are at AnnieFDowns.com slash events. But before we dive into today's show, I want to share with you about one of our amazing partners, Your Enneagram Coach. Have you found the Enneagram as helpful as I have? If so, I've got some really exciting news for you today. My dear friend, Beth McCord from Your Enneagram Coach is inviting all of our friends to join her for a totally free Enneagram training. While you may know Beth is one of my favorite Enneagram experts, you've heard her before on NES Summer 2019 episodes, what you may not know is that Beth has helped more than 1,800 people worldwide become Enneagram coaches. This special group of coaches includes therapists and pastors and church staff and business owners, HR professionals, stay-at-home moms, and even college students. And these coaches are literally changing people's lives daily as they serve others with the Enneagram. Best Certification Program is also super unique because it's flexible, affordable, and faith-based. In fact, it can be done virtually at your own pace or in a special three-day virtual event format. Can you imagine becoming an expert at the Enneagram in just three days? It's possible, and you can learn all about it in Beth's free training. In the free training called How to Become an Enneagram Coach, Beth is going to tell you what Enneagram coaches do, what her certification process looks like, and what becoming a coach could make possible for you. The best part is she'll personally be there to help you decide if becoming an Enneagram coach is right for you. She hosts every session live and personally attends so she can answer all your questions in real time. Plus, Beth will give you $200 off her certification program just for attending one of the trainings. This is such a cool opportunity and a great deal. But more than that, I want you to think about what might be possible in your life if you could take your love of the Enneagram and your heart to serve people and turn that into an amazing coaching practice. What if that coaching practice meant more income and more impact and more fulfillment for you this coming year? That sounds fun to me. (laughs) If you're at all curious, I want you to grab a spot in one of Beth's free trainings. The trainings will start happening from February 28th and go through March 8th. And you can select the time that works best for you at EnneagramWebinar.com slash TSF. Again, head to com slash TSF right now to reserve your spot at one of best free Enneagram trainings and learn all about how becoming an Enneagram coach can change not only your life, but help you greatly impact the lives of others. Speaking of impacting other people, my gracious, today on the show, I get to talk with Grammy award-winning songwriter, producer, and critically acclaimed artist, Brooke Ligertwood. She is passionate about truth, creativity, the church, and people, and it shows in how beautifully she served the global church with her songs, her voice, and her leadership through her years at Hillsong Worship and in her mainstream career of almost two decades, where you might know her by her maiden name, Brooke Frazier. If you're like me and songs like Hosanna and What a Beautiful Name have been soundtracks of your faith journey like they have been for me, you are going to absolutely love getting to know Brooke today. And if she is a new friend to you, I highly recommend listening to her entire catalog as soon as you're finished listening to this episode. Her debut solo worship album called Seven released on Friday and has gorgeous brand new worship songs that Brooke wrote with her husband Scott, our friend Jason Ingram, Pastor Stephen Furtick, Brandon Lake, our buddy Phil Wickham, and others. It's on repeat for me, and I bet it will be for you too. So here's my conversation with my friend, Brooke Glitterwood. Brooke, welcome to that sounds fun. Thank you. What a dream. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you're here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> here we go. We're it's in happening. person. Tell me what you're doing in Nashville because you don't live here,
1: right? I do not live here. Um, this week, this week is a little bit of a hodgepodge. Some uh-huh. meetings. Some. I, I did make time this week. I always come in and out of town, and my friends text me after I've lived, and they're like, "You didn't see me." So, <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like this week I've packed all the gaps with like oh, friend time, which is with human time. Which has been really sweet—going to people's houses and sitting at tables with kids running over yes, you—and yes. you know,
0: why don't y'all live here?
1: um Have you been to California? <laughs> yeah, the weather. <laughs> listen, the seventy <laughs> degrees twenty-four-seven would be yeah. great. And we also don't have a, a church here. I'm part of Hillsong Church, yeah, so, and I get to lead Hillsong worship. And so yes, we yes. are, and Hillsong Orange County is our campus. Oh, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I would love to tell you a story about our history. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm for nervous. starters. I've listened to your stuff forever, Albertine flags. I mean, I am like old school with you. So I need you know, I did the most research I've maybe ever done for a podcast today because I came and saw you in Glasgow, Scotland in 2011 when I lived there. Can you believe that? It was like a little, like it almost looked like an underground venue.
1: Uh, I, oh my gosh, do you know, I remember that I had my first panic attack no. no, I was having a panic attack during, during that show. entire show. I remember closing every time I opened my eyes, the room was spinning,
0: Broke. and
1: so and I couldn't hear anything properly. And so I closed my. It was the first, and I didn't know what it was until years later. I was just like, that was. Cra-. I, I went on, off stage and I bald because I was frightened I didn't know what had happened so I closed my it was my my, I think I probably barely talked that whole night yeah you didn't you sang your tone I sang and I closed my eyes because every time I opened my eyes the room was moving and I couldn't figure out where I was isn't that so crazy what are the chances that in the, I was at in your the worst arches. experience? <laughs> I know. in the, the ashes. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful. room. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. I lived in Edinburgh at the time. Yeah. And I took the train over and met some of my friends over there. Yeah. But I couldn't find the date. I looked everywhere <laughs> for the date on yeah. the internet. But it was two thousand I can't believe that. Yeah. So your your
1: memories of that show are probably not as enjoyable. <laughs> no, I just I remember the venue being very beautiful, yeah. but I remember I was just concentrating on I have to um I have to deliver the songs yeah. and get through it because I am just Trying to hold on here, and not what go to the did that start? So, what's that journey? I don't. I. Uh, I probably now am much more aware of. Uh, You know, I've been making music, I've been really blessed to be able to spend my life making music since I was 18 years old. It's 20 years now since I signed with Sony Music right out of high school. And so touring was just part of it. I didn't, uh, I wasn't really very attentive necessarily to, I was like, this is just what we have to do. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of only later in life that I was able to identify what it is about the things that are hard for me and try and mitigate. In recent years, I know how to mitigate it Mm -hmm, a little bit more. mm -hmm. I know that it's not a good idea for me to tour three years without stopping. You know, things things like that. So (laughs) things things that are helpful to, you know. (laughs) So probably, you know, 2011 was the time when I, I, it wasn't that experience in particular, but I began going, okay, there's some patterns here. What is it that I need to um, shift, ask for? Because also I'm from New Zealand and in New Zealand, if you are a diva, you are looked down upon not sell you know so mm-hmm. I I feel like I've always been very self-conscious about uh, not I don't want to ever come across as demanding or entitled and any kind of
0: self-care reads as diva yes wow so so what? I just
1: didn't know how to ask for things it probably wasn't actually till I was pregnant on tour in 2014 uh 2014 20, 2015 that I started you know I started all of a sudden being emboldened to ask for things and put boundaries in place because I felt like I could do that because I was growing a human. So I was actually looking oh. after the human. But looking oh my after gosh. myself, I didn't feel I could I could do that just because I needed to be okay. But I was like, if I'm growing a person, that person needs to be okay. So I can ask for this these boundaries for that person. I wonder how many
0: moms the first time they actually do self-care is because they think of the baby in them. Yeah. That is, Interesting, I have right? never thought about that before. Mm. After you have your kids, were you able to keep some of those boundaries? Like, were you like, okay, now I've learned a thing for myself? Or was there still like a cycle back to, oh, wait, they aren't in me. Oh, I. what was that pattern like afterwards? Yeah,
1: I think now I'm very conscious of, you know, my, um, my our, I have, there was someone else involved in the creation of those children too. is my husband. Sure, certainly. Scott. He's great. Um, <laughs> so our children, you know, I, I, our children are, they're the, they're the long-term prize: their health and well-being, mm. and their tenderness toward the Lord, yeah. their their treasuring of the house of God, things that are high values to me. Yeah. Their their long-term health in those things is has to be my main uh, priority yeah. amidst all of these other things. And yeah. so I think it does just it reorders things. It means I'm I am more a little bit more. Um, I can speak more easily now to to the boundaries that I feel strongly about for the sake of of that, yeah. um, even though i I'll, and I will stretch myself very thin to make sure I'm you know still fulfilling my responsibilities in all of these other places in am one. yeah, but you know, but but they're they're the treasure, and I feel grateful mm. that I'm really just aware of that, you know, yeah, when I'm thinking of them, and you
0: said their love for the house of God. Our church here in Nashville has gone through some really hard things in the last few years. And I'm watching my friends who parent keep their kids in church. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, they're working through their own pain. As I was working through my own pain, I just didn't have anybody to raise around. Yes. So a lot of our friends listening have had a thousand experiences with churches. Mm -hmm. You do too. Yeah. How do you invite your kids to stay in love with the house of God? Yeah. And stay involved in the church when the church is not perfect?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. I mean, my kids are only four and six, so yeah. I would say their questions at the moment are uh, mostly handleable. That's yeah. the word. But, you know, yeah. I can mostly, you know, uh, I, I know the more difficult questions are coming, but I also know if their consistent experience is of the goodness and richness of community, yeah. then that's a, a questioning environment that is more likely to help them land upon the answers that are grounded in, wow. in truth yeah. um, and hope, yeah. I think. And I think, you know, as many of us probably have other friends, you know, through the last couple of years who have made different choices. And, uh, you know, now, of course, we, I I am seeing the fruit of of everyone around me's choices as well, the yes. people who have chosen to kind of remain, you know, pray, to prayerfully remain, the people who have chosen to to exit, the people who have chosen, unfortunately, to exit and keep their kids out, and just the, even in, in, a, in a relatively short space of time, I think I, I obviously I don't I don't have any right to judge, but I see the the effect on, on perhaps some of the ch- the children, yeah, um, yeah. the the void of fellowship mm. that can actually only come from um, from the imperfect uh, beauty of of a church community. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: What is the fruit when you think about some of your friends who have maybe older kids? Mm. Just encourage our friends listening who have their kids in church. What is the fruit of long-lasting staying plugged into community, especially faith community?
1: Yeah. I mean— I even look at my husband's pedigree. I didn't grow up in church, and my husband didn't either. We're actually both first generation Christians. Wow. Um, and he, he is that still
0: true? Are your parents believers? It's yet?
1: still my, his mum is now, uh-huh. but the rest of our parents no. Wow. <laughs> Just you know, in, interesting. Yeah. And so my husband actually met Jesus in our church youth group when he was fourteen. Oh wow. And then kind of grew up a. a uh, through the through the youth group and youth ministry, with a lot of our guys who are who are leading some of our campuses now around the world in our church and or in leadership in different spaces, and I think what I see the benefit is is these there really isn't a substitute for those um, long toothed friendships yes. that have seen you know they know. They know where all the bodies are buried yeah, in terms, yeah. you know, from they know this, the things they did after youth on Friday nights yep. that were naughty. They know. Yep. But they know, they also know the times that they, you know, met at each other's houses around the Bible and got on their knees and yeah. um, and prayed for friends who had been in accidents. And right. they, the the mess and the miracle, mm-hmm. when you journey that together over a long period of time, and particularly when you then, you know, serving um your local church and, and yeah. building that together. There's just a, a depth of unity there that is so precious and that I value so much. I mean, yeah. you know, the the people that are our best friends now, the people who we've been serving with for a long time. And I think especially when, you know, the past t- two years, when once proximity is taken away, right. you, re- you really get to identify who are the people who we have a a connection that's deeper than proximity Mm -hmm, we're mm -hmm. not just that this friendship is more than proximity it's it's um it's servanthood and it's laughter and it's life together yeah
0: yeah over the last two years when you were writing was that
1: when you were writing this album well this is the I mean I I don't really have the language for this album yet because it sounds like a line and it sounds like Because feed us, I, feed because us your I really, you know, <clears throat> you are familiar with my Brooke Fraser music, so yes. you would have more context to this than perhaps many of the people listening who have no idea who this strangely accented guest is. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize. I I should try and speak a little slower as well because no, I know no. I can, I can get a little, but you know, if you had said to me, you know, ten years ago, five years ago, that I would ever release an album under my name that could be categorized as categorized as a Christian album, I probably would have vomited in your lap yeah it was just very i mean i for me
0: so doing your own music mainstream but writing worship songs were two totally separate worlds for you
1: not like coming from the same place yeah of course um from the same origin with in the end the same goal and destination um yeah but but with with two distinct purposes Mm -hmm. i suppose but one aim if that makes sense yeah yeah um two different methods for the same the same goal the same goal yeah. and so i you know i'm i love being part of my church i love being part of something that is bigger than me that doesn't have my name on it yeah. um, something that, that um, i get to build that has been has existed before me and will endure after me i yeah love that. And I recommend that to everyone, that everyone yes. is a part of building something that's bigger than you, mm. you know, or your thing. So I certainly never had in my mind or on the horizon that I would ever make an album or a worship album under my own name. And 2020, I spent most of it on Zoom, got to the yes. end of the year, realized that perhaps that wasn't the most optimally dangerous to darkness, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, and so 2021, I said to our kind of our kind of management logistics team, hey, yeah. you know, in May, five months from now, I want to take four weeks completely away from my responsibilities with Hillsong Worship. Let's put in the structures between now and then so that nothing falls over. And I just kind of need to go and create. I need to be with people who inspire me. I need to do all of that stuff. So we put that in place. And so I just booked in time with people I hadn't seen for yeah, you know, a year and yeah. a half with friends just to have that um, with no aim or goal in mind. And um, and all of these songs were written in that time. And why that is so unusual is because, you know, I've been writing music for a long time and making projects for a long time. And what was very, very unnerv not unnerving, but attention grabbing for me and uh, about, about what happened in last May was that as each song was coming, it was coming feeling like it had been Fully formed in the spirit and labored wow. over for a long time, and each was distinct from the last. And it all felt like chapters of the same book. Wow, and that has never happened before. Usually, I'd write 20 30 songs, yeah, and then you go, These are the ones that go, but yeah. this was these were the only songs that were written, and these oh, were the songs my that gosh, came out. that never period. happens, it never happens. So, says
0: my friends who do this, <laughs> so, yes, it, it
1: just doesn't happen. Yeah. And then there was a song like Nineveh, like the one that's oh, out at the yeah, moment. But... And it, our church just put it on a playlist because oh really? we're fasting this month. Oh. And everybody was like, have y'all heard this? <laughs> oh my gosh. Praise God. So yeah, I wrote that with Stephen Furtick and we wrote it and I kind of went, huh? Because it didn't feel like Elevation Worship and it yeah. didn't feel like Hillsong. Yeah. And it felt a lot like me. but wow. And so I went, what, Lord, what are you doing? And then as he does, he just sends, <laughs> you know. Confirmations and words, and all of these things. And I was, it became clear very quickly that this is something that he was wanting it was on his heart before it was on my heart yeah. so you know I've I've been very clear with the team who are working on this who are incredible you know this is as far as I know this is the alpha and the omega yeah. like I want to be very clear with you because I don't want you to think there's you know this is the start of something right. you know playing your next 10 years around <laughs> it you know it's, <laughs> right you know I wanted to be very clear about that like wow. this is what I've been given and that's why it's called seven because I felt like I was reading this book Discipleship on the Edge by yes, Daryl Johnson here. I don't I know it here. oh my gosh any I need it. You will love it. Okay. You will love it. It's an expository journey through the book of Revelation. Changed my oh, life. Yeah. When I when I read the first chapter, I wept with relief that Jesus is coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that he is, and that he stands, you know, that image of Revelation 1, he stands in the middle. I saw one like the Son of Man standing yeah. in the middle of the seven lampstands, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches, mm. the whole church that Jesus is standing in the middle of the church. And so when I realized I needed to put a name on this, I said to my husband, I was like, whatever we call this, I'm going to have to talk about it a lot. So I'm going to reverse engineer it. What do I actually care about talking about? What do I want to say? I want to say Jesus is standing in the middle of his church. And that's why it's called 7, Revelation 1. I heard a voice behind me that says, write down what you see and send it to the seven churches. And so this is... What I heard the voice behind me say these yes. songs, so these God. are my letters. I'm sending them out. The Lord can do with them what He wants, and then I'll just retire. Maybe no, I won't retire. I don't know. <laughs> You'll just Omega I'll your just, worship album. Yeah, that's all. Just Omega it. your.
0: Okay, that book you have looks like you've read it. For our friends listening, it looks well loved. It is. You have read it a lot. I have, I have, it has been a... It has sticky notes in it, like Lisa Harper. Yes. I mean, it is. Oh my
1: gosh. I mean, let's talk about Lisa Harper. <laughs> uh, I,
0: that, that's all I could think about this morning. I was like, yeah. I can't wait to talk about Lisa Harper oh with Brooke. Oh my Rogue. gosh. And she's
1: just the best. Yes.
0: I, I could not look up to someone more than I look no. up to her. I just think the
1: world of her. Yeah.
0: Okay, so she's you've read name. that a
1: bunch of times. I've read, I haven't read it a bunch of times. I've just poured over it. Yeah. Um, How do you even pick it up? So it was one of the, my friend actually, one of my dear friends in California when was it? Probably beginning of last year. She um, she came and she was like, Oh, Brooklyn's got her and her husband came to our house for dinner and she was like, I got you guys some books. She gave my husband the Matthew McConaughey biography. Green lights. Yeah. And she gave me a like an <laughs> <So> expository <she's... laughs> journey on revelation. And I was like, oh thanks. Right. Right. That's really random. But then I often for me and all of my writing and all I hardly ever listen to music actually, which yeah. is I often drive in silence. My songs almost always come out of books. Jesus meets me in the pages of books yeah. almost more often than any yeah. other place. And so I read, you know, obviously every the past two years, I, I, I get, you know, it gets laborious to keep referring to it, but, yeah. um, you know, the, the the agony, the ache, the lament, learning to embrace lament, all of these good things that yeah. um, all of us have been invited into. But this book, I read the first chapter, which just describes Revelation 1, describes uh, Jesus. And, and Daryl Johnson has, I'm very giddy to say, has become a friend um, <gasps> really? since. And he is just, he is incredible. He's a scholar, a theologian. He was a, a pastor, a Presbyterian pastor for many decades. He's Canadian. Canadian. Canadian, but he was, he got saved, I believe he was a physics student at UCLA oh, and and had an encounter with the Lord, became a Presbyterian pastor. I remember having a conversation with him last year about worship and he was talking about, you know, all the worship movements that he's experienced. He's, you know, a, a beautiful white-haired man now, yeah. but he talked about how he remembered when, uh, in, the, in the early 90s, uh, when I had on my robes and I was about to, you know, to, to serve the Eucharist, and the Lord told me to dance before him in my robes. And just oh, the, just this image of this beautiful Presbyterian pastor yes. and his, um, his priestly adornment yeah. about to serve the elements to his congregation. Right. And then... Begins dancing and before dancing. the Lord. Right. So he is a theologian. But he is someone who deeply, deeply walks with Jesus, and he has written many books. But this is uh, my my favorite, personal favorite yeah. so far. But why I cried with relief was because he uh, he the way that he explains I, Revelation is freaky, right? And it's very I feel like resources are scant in yeah. terms of yeah. how actually um, to interpret it to ingest it. Um, In a way that helps us to follow Jesus more faithfully now. And this is a book that does that. So I just love it a lot and it has framed, yeah, all this entire project. That is
0: the wild part, is Courtney just brought you a book one day. Yeah. Having no idea that it was going to set off these dominoes. Yes. That is wild. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, Athletic Greens. I'm always on the lookout for ways to support my immune system. And when I found one that does just that, plus a ton of other good stuff for my brain and body, and that's in just one serving, consider me interested. Athletic Greens has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. And all of that is in just one delicious scoop of the AG1 powder. You just mix it in a glass of really cold water and you're drinking all these easily absorbed ingredients that support your gut health and your immune system. Not to mention, it helps with recovery, energy, focus, and aging too. Knowing that I can use athletic greens every day and it's going to support my brain and my physical health and I don't have to add a bunch of different supplements to my morning routine, yeah, I'm in. I'm a fan of eating my greens, but even better, I like drinking them. Athletic greens taste fresh and has a bit of a tropical finish to it. It's lifestyle friendly, so whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, you can incorporate AG1, no problem. Your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in these winter months when we can't get out in the sunshine quite as much they've got little individual packets for when you need to grab and go when you may be taking a little longer getting ready than you meant to and need to get out the door or is that just me athletic greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up in a complicated supplement routine to recover it cost him like a hundred dollars a day can you imagine he created athletic greens after experiencing how difficult it was to find an optimal nutrition routine on your own Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash soundsfun. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash fun to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And I got one more amazing partner to tell you about, Curology. Curology knows that we are all on a journey, and that journey is just as important as the destination. In most cases, things don't just get better overnight, but as we celebrate simple wins and stick with our goals, we start seeing the difference perseverance can make. Curology offers realistic skincare goals that you can actually achieve for clearer-looking skin. I've been using Curology for about a year after hearing about it, just like you are on a podcast. And I wanted to address some fine lines that were looking back on me when I insta-storied and I have loved the results I've seen. Having the confidence to do things that sound fun to me without giving the way my skin looks a second thought is a game changer. Curology is game-changing custom skincare made for you by a dermatology provider. They'll create a custom prescription cream for your specific goals, whether that's tackling acne, clogged pores, skin texture, dark spots, fine lines, or something else. You start by taking a short online skin quiz. We love quizzes. And then you upload photos. And if it's a good fit, they'll ship you your formula right to your door. In fact, I just got an email that mine arrived today. It even has your name on the bottle, which I love. I use Curology to keep my face healthy, to keep my complexion clear, and the retinol in my custom formula, along with the cleanser, moisturizer, and little spot treatment patches, all delivered right to my door in one little box. Convenient and effective. Yes, please. Get started with Curology just like I did with a free 30-day trial at Curology.com slash That Sounds Fun. Just pay $5 for shipping and handling. That's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com slash That Sounds Fun to start your free 30-day trial. Cancel any time and the prescription subject to consultation. And now back to our conversation with Brooke. One of our friends from our AFD Weekend Review email actually said, Brooke's book recommendations on IG last year helped revive my struggling faith. Uh. How about that? (laughs) Uh I know. All you did was tell the books. And she said, how do you keep your relationship with God fresh is her question. Like when it comes to reading, how are you picking what to read? And how is it keeping your faith fresh too?
1: Yeah, I mean, I wish I could say that I'm like a— really super expert book picker, but it's just (laughs) not the truth. I think, you know, the, the Lord knows that he often meets me in the pages. And so my friend just decided to bring me a book one night, you know, and that's often the case is um, I just, I mean, and probably like you, I get sent a lot of books. I I see book recommendations and I buy them. So, you know, I always have a book of a a pile of at least 20 books that I'm waiting to get through. Yeah. Never really get through them. I know. I want to. I know. I just don't. I know. Do you ever e book or are you always paper book? I look, I I do have some ebooks on my phone. I struggle because I like the um I like the tactility. I don't even yeah, think that's a word. I love the sure. um uh, the I like to m- interact with the text. Yes. I like to mark it up and put the post-its in and and ear things. I yeah. yeah I I and and then I can find things that way. Yeah. So I do have some e-books. And I like I have some of the you know the, uh, Brennan Manning books and stuff. Yeah. In my phone.
0: But yeah, I yeah. had a pastor mentor of mine say that I should read Practicing the Presence of God mm. twenty five times this year. He was like, I want you to read it twenty five times in twenty twenty two, and I was like, well, okay. So I, that's that's the one I keep on my phone because I'm like. Oh, I've got to laugh. Great. It isn't that wild. He's
1: like every time you read it, Jesus tells you something new. And I was like, okay, Pastor Jimmy, you tell me. You know, I might take Pastor Jimmy's recommendation for right. myself because yeah, the practice of the presence of God is great for anyone who hasn't read it. Right, it's so approachable, right. it's so digestible, but so profound. Yeah, it's like
0: a ninety-minute read. You can yes. do the whole thing pretty quickly. Yeah. So that's the only one I keep on my phone. But I'm going to yeah. get discipleship on the edge. Yeah,
1: it's very. I it think sounds you'll love great.
0: That's it. great. Tell me about the Holy Spirit mm. in moments like this when you read a book and it starts stirring something and then mm. you start writing an album and suddenly you're doing the album that would have made you puke in my lap five years yeah. ago. Tell us about the Holy Spirit. In yeah. That.
1: Well, I guess, you know, to, I guess that ties into the to the question just earlier about keeping your relationship yeah. with Fresh. Uh, it means, and this sounds dark, but it's actually not, is just constant death. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, constantly I, we are asked and invited to do things that, make our flesh die yes um, whether it's forgiving someone who said that stupid thing to us you know mm-hmm. of, like the 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 all of the little deaths that lead to life mm-hmm. and I guess at this stage of my life I've I've failed to die enough that I've seen the damage that causes and then I've died enough uh, I haven't died enough yet that's for sure but um, on enough ec- occasions and in enough, you know, large but mostly small acts of obedience. Mm-hmm. To um, I still cannot get over the breathtaking wonder of resurrection life yeah. and what what happens when I when I do crucify my own desires and wishes um, in order to obey and find that um, that was the most marvelous and magical and mysterious and life giving. Um, Thing that ever could have happened. It's yeah. just obedient. I'm like almost addicted to obedience. Oh though, though I, this, I morning, I a, this morning I had to make it this morning. Well, maybe it's not true. Maybe I like I mean, and think, me, I, I yeah, believe no, it's true in you. I'm like, no, oh, Brooke, I wish not. that was maybe true. Maybe it's not actually. Cause you know, this <laughs> morning I had to make a phone call, which I really didn't want to make and, and talk to somebody about something that they had done that had been damaging. And yeah. I don't, I actually, I, yeah, that, cause I also, but that's what I hate the phone. Like, yeah. I'm like, just text me. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can like, just do this all on like, text. Yeah. I'm like, can I just, <laughs> can we talk about this on text? But no, I, this was, this called for a phone call, which is, yeah. But, um. Yeah. So maybe I'm not, I, I, I retract that because that makes me sound like no, a saint and I'm really not. But please don't I, retract that. I think that's I, a
0: beautiful thing and it's very true. I think that's a beautiful thing to say. You can be addicted to obedience and not be perfect at it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely not perfect at it and I fail as much as I, I don't. Yeah. But I just, the Holy Spirit is so wonderful yeah. and I love hearing his voice. Yeah. Um, and I love those moments where actually, it was funny. This this is going to sound like I live in a magical fairyland, but I don't, but I was actually pulling up to my hotel last night and I pulled into the valet yeah. and I got out of the car and there was a guy standing on the street and he said, Brooke, I don't know if you remember me. And I said, yes, I do. And it was a guy that I had met briefly one night, eight years ago. And I had, and he said, you had a word. I, I said, I, I said to him, I was like, I do remember you. And I had a word for you and I never gave it to you. Oh my gosh!
0: Was it like a homeless guy, or was no, it like someone staying at the hotel? No, it was a guy
1: who was a at the time. He was a musician accompanying ah, a friend okay. at okay. a random event. Yeah, and Y'all I just happened to
0: be at the same hotel last we, night.
1: Yeah, well, he wasn't even at the hotel. He had just gone there to have dinner with oh a person, gosh. and he said to me, and it's funny because he said, you know, I, I he goes, I thought about trying to reach out to you to find out what the word was. And I didn't want to be weird, so I just said to the Lord, Lord, if you if you do want me to get that, like, let me run into her at the right time. And eight years later, he ended up beginning something that's become a movement that's very big now. And the word that I got for him at the time, I said, this is going to sound funny because it's going to sound like I knew what was coming when yeah, clearly I didn't. Yeah. But I stood on the street in the Nashville cold last night and I delivered that word. Um, but isn't that crazy how, yes. um, you know, eight years later we yes. would run into each other and I would go, now's the time for me to give you that word. This is it. <laughs> wow.
0: Have you held on to it? Have you thought I should do this? I've thought about it, yeah. Because
1: yeah. often I've... Um, you know, often I don't remember things like that, like yeah. um, because it's really the Lord in that moment, and you don't even yeah. really remember what you say. You're just yeah. opening your mouth, and yep. God's filling it. But that one I did, and um, it was only in the last year or so that I heard what He'd gone on to do yeah. in, with His life, and and I thought, oh, how interesting, because I it's yeah. one of the few words I've remembered, yeah. and um, so I kind of thought. Oh, one day if I ever see him, I'll give it to him. And yeah, that was last night on, last night. on the street last at the night. valet in Nashville. Oh, he doesn't live here. I don't live here. Wow. Yeah. That is wild. Yeah. <laughs> last
0: week, I, I was fasting one day and, or maybe two weeks ago. And I got up that morning and I was so like, here we go. It's a fasting day. Like, Lord, I'm going to bring some things to you. We're going to move some mountains. And I sit down in my chair and the Lord's like, so you'll fast today, but you won't forgive that person. <gasps> and I was like yo, <laughs> I wasn't, mm. and it's that like, oh, you were asking me to obey for days, mm. very quietly. Mm. And then when I tried to bring what I thought was an offering to you, you're saying, that's not the offering I want. That's not the obedience I want. What I want is for you to forgive someone that Oof. doesn't, that I would say to you as my friend doesn't deserve my forgiveness. Yeah, And so when you talk about being addicted to obedience, that's the first story that came to mind is I thought, mm-hmm. oh man, I, I want to be faster.
1: Mm, I want to be do, faster
0: in obeying. And I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit does not let me go much further than sitting down in my chair the morning mm. of, right? Yes. <laughs> and yes. going like, hey, I'm glad you're here. Uh, one other thing. Oh my gosh, how right? kind. But it's also so that's,
1: kind. that's you cultivating that desire, the desire to hear him, the desire to mm-hmm. please him. And I know in my own life, there are seasons when I have been too slow to obey or not obeyed at all. And then yeah. you stop obviously we, we're still in the word, so the, the word is constantly challenging us and um, inviting us and correcting us and all of those things. But in terms of that still small voice, mm-hmm. um, I found in seasons of my life where I've been dismissive yeah. or familiar or just like, oh, can't we be bothered today? Mm-hmm. Like I stop hearing it, you yes. know, it gets quiet. Me too, yeah. And then, you know, I always say like a, a longing for God is a longing from God, mm-hmm. you know. Um, then he's so kind to stir up, the yearning again yeah. and to help us recognize our lack and to to return, right, constant yes, returning yes. and to invite um, him to speak again. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, Lord, that I've ignored you all those yeah. times. Would you speak to me again? Yeah, is and that then, the
0: move for our friends listening who who are thinking, man, it has been a year since I sat down to hear the Lord or it's been a week yeah. or I've never sat down to hear the Lord. Mm-hmm. Is the move asking him for the desire to do it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Do you think so? I think so. Yeah. I think that's his kindness is, that's one of the things he, I mean, it's like wisdom mm-hmm. where he's like, if you'll just ask me, yes, I'm th- you're, you can have as much of that as you want. Yeah. I ask for that every day because yeah. he's like, I'll pour that junk out as much as you yeah. want to try to help <laughs> you not be an idiot on this yeah. planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think so, but I, I'm i interested in your encouragement of how to hear God. How do people hear God? How do you hear God?
1: Yeah. I I hear him in his word. Yeah. I hear him in books. I hear him. Um, I hear him when I'm listening for him. Mm. I, I I even said uh, we were I was somewhere in the last few days and um, we we began the meeting by praying, and we were we were praying, and we just began like thinking, Thanking the Lord for all of the things that had happened that morning before we'd even sat down together, and it was like, thank you that, thank you that the brake pads didn't fail on the way here and we didn't right. crash. Thank you that the, right. um and uh like things like that. If when you look for God's mercy, you begin to see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And and I and I wonder if it is, the same to an extent with with the, with the discipline of of, of stillness and listening, to hear His voice, um that we that we begin by desiring and then begin and then and then move to listening and then expect him yeah. to speak, you know, faith, yeah. expecting him to speak. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you do
0: know. You're, I think
1: you're <laughs> I <don't> right. <laughs> That's
0: beautiful. <laughs> um, so then transition me into when you're writing albums like Seven. When we have worship leaders on, I love for y'all to tell us Like, what does worship do in the atmosphere? Mm -hmm. So we're sitting in our chair in the morning or we're on the couch in the morning or in the evening whenever we're spending time with God. Mm -hmm. And we put on seven. Mm -hmm. We put on, you know, a thousand hallelujahs. Mm -hmm. What is worship doing to the room? Mm -hmm. Great question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My dad loves when people say that. (laughs) He always (laughs) texts me. (laughs)
1: Crazy. Annie is so good at asking <laughs> questions. She has had two she, good ones today. These say. are fantastic. <laughs> they are every episode. Um, Daryl Johnson says, you know, when we um, put out the call to worship, we must remind people that worship didn't begin when they walked in the room. That <sighs> when we worship, we are joining in a worship service that has been going on for millennia and for eternity. Wow. So when we worship, when we put oh on my gosh, worship when music, we turn our worship music on, we're yeah. just joining. We're joining in. <sighs> The sound, you can't hear it with your ears, but if you turn on your faith, you can hear it. Mm. The sound not only of eternity, of heaven, of the angels singing holy, 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 but the sound of the church throughout all time in history, the great cloud of witnesses. When we worship and we join that song, Mm. we are drawing down some of the reality of what is in heaven into our dining room table, into our kitchen, into our car.
0: What if we don't
1: feel like it? Mm -hmm. So Hebrews 11 in the Amplified Translation, verse 1, translates as, Now faith is the assurance, title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence Mm -hmm. of things not seen. And then it says in these parentheses, The conviction of their reality, faith Comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses.
0: Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Yeah. Oh,
1: I love that. Yeah. So, Ugh, so God, we don't. So we don't need our our touch, taste. It's very kind when that happens, and when and 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 it does, um, yeah. when presence is experienced by other senses. But we can always experience the reality through the other sense mm-hmm. that the Lord has given to those mm-hmm. who trust in him, the yes. sense of faith. Yes.
0: yes. So we turn on the album and we just let it, let us partner with everyone else who's ever worshipped and is worshipping right now. Yeah. Even globally, somebody's worshipping right now. Yeah. It's, it's a time of day at some church. Yeah. For me, this album and worship albums, you saying that helps me put words to something I've felt but not known the words of, of going mm-hmm. like, if I'm struggling to sing this today, someone else struggled to sing this 200 years ago. Yes. And so this isn't new. Yes. This isn't new. And you will get to the other side. I mean, it's what I love reading books by people who are dead.
1: You And
0: like and scripture of being like Jonah didn't know how that was going to end. Yes. Paul didn't know how that was going to end. They all are doing a faith journey. Mm-hmm. We just see the end of it mm-hmm. cuz we know the end of their story. Yeah. And so I have to say back to myself, you can worship right now mm-hmm. because you will not get to the end mm-hmm. of the story without the faith. Yes. If you don't try it, right? Yeah. yeah. I that and
1: I think it's comforting as well to know that uh, none, probably literally none of the questions any of us have are new. Or have not been asked yes, before. Yes, that the, that there there is a wealth of resource for us if we would look, and because yeah. of the internet, and we all have these tiny computers called phones. You know, a lot of this stuff is accessible. And I and I would also add a disclaimer to that that, and we can we can and should pray that the Lord directs us to that which is trustworthy and true. Yes. You know, because yes. there's also a lot of stuff that uh, uh, right. um, could send us off track. But right. but there are there, our questions are not new, yeah. and um and the the those who have gone before us have asked these questions and, um, the Lord has revealed to them really beautiful answers that would help and edify us yeah. today.
0: What would you say is the theme of seven?
1: Um, the lamb at the center of the throne. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the whole thing is going to rotate us, redirect us to just look at Jesus. Yeah. Right. That's what a thousand hallelujahs has done for me mm-hmm. so far. I mean, is it's is just like, Oh yeah, let's look right there. Yeah, let's look right there.
1: And that's a, a constant urging we see through scripture, right? Behold, behold, mm. look, mm-hmm. look, behold, behold, look, look, again yeah. and again and again. It's said, yeah. you know, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but you know, there are a, a few phrases we see throughout the scripture. One is, "Don't be afraid." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, a hundred days to brave, right? <laughs> everybody, yeah, everybody. <laughs> uh, and and you know, and the other is, "Look, look, mm. behold, behold." Um, yeah, because we can get all distracted everywhere. It's why often we close our eyes and worship, because when we close our eyes, we can we can look a little better. Yeah, we can look <laughs> yeah more accurately.
0: We woke up this morning to a thousand Hallelujahs being the number sixteen viral song in all of the U.S. on Spotify. I saw one of our mutual friends share it. What does that mean? What is happening? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, like that's up there with like Dua Lipa. Yeah, like you're
1: you're tracking next to. People who do not know Jesus. Yes. Like almost all of the songs around it, when you look at that, I like have the little E E? for explicit. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And why that's exciting is um, I hope, you know, we had a meeting with a, a bunch of our partners yesterday and I said, I hope people forget my name at the end of all this. I hope they only have one name that they yeah. That they are focused yeah. on. And when I see something like that, I get excited, not because I'm cool, because I'm definitely not, but <laughs> because that means there are people now, because of the algorithm, who that song, yes. they're going to be listening to something real gnarly. Yeah. And then <laughs> a thousand hallelujahs. They're just sitting gonna, at their desk. They're today. just sitting at their desk. Yes. And why that excites me is because, you know, Annie, I met Jesus alone in my bedroom. I didn't meet mm. him in a church. Wow. No one shared the gospel with me. He came and got me. Wow. And it's why I get so excited about something like that. Is not because it's fancy, but because I think about all of the souls who are on the other side of that who yes. uh, who maybe are going to hear that song. Many are going to hear it and be like, "Oh, this is disgusting. Move on. Right. <laughs> I want to go back to my you know club songs." Yeah. But but someone today, yes. somebody is going to listen to that song and go, "What?" Yeah. Someone is going to be. Yeah. Someone is going to be driving in the presence of God. Yep. Is going to. Fill the space where they're oh. in. And somebody, I'm gonna just say it out today yes. somebody today is gonna fall on their knees and cry out to yes. the Lord Jesus and find salvation. Oh, I've got goosebumps, you're right. And that's the miracle right. for me. Yeah. Like, it's not about the streams, it's not about, it's about that one yes. soul. Because yes. I was that one soul. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. yeah. We call it Sneaky Jesus around here. Oh, I love Sneaky it's Jesus. It's one of our favorite things about 100 Days to Brave, like being in Target, is mm. I always say to our Christian <laughs> friends, like, don't buy it there. Come to, I, I will hand it to you. <laughs> You, when you see it at Target, you put your hand on it oh. and ask the Lord to put someone who does not know Jesus to pick it up and you keep walking. Don't let Target sell out because of you, Christian. Oh my gosh. Right? I love that. Because
1: we want to be sneaky Jesus yes, everywhere sneaky we Jesus. can. I might get that tattooed on me just so right? you know I'm ready. <laughs> you want to do it together? Sneaky Jesus. I'll get a tattoo on yes.
0: you. I would get that tattoo. A friend of ours the other day, one of our pastors at church, quoted this, and I just want to look up the guy's name because I want to say it correctly. but... I didn't know this guy that is quoted, Zin- Zinzendorf. He's part of the Moravian movement. Yes. Do you love him?
1: One of the, on the physical album, we have a, a quote from the Moravian, anyway.
0: Oh, is it the, um, may the land yeah, receive the yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I pray that or sing that or say that. I try to say that every week. Yeah. Anytime my life feels hard, mm. I say. May the Lamb receive the reward for his suffering. Starting with me. Yeah. Starting with me. Because then you're like, my life is not hard. Yes. He actually suffered. Yes. May he receive the reward for his suffering. So that pastor Zenzendorf said, preach the gospel, die and be forgotten. Mm. And ever since I read that last week, Brooke, I've been like, I taught at church on Sunday. And I said, okay, tell them how to pray and then die and be forgotten. Mm. Like, wouldn't that be the best thing if nobody remembered us at all? Yeah. but. People met Jesus because yes. A Thousand hallelujahs is on the top playlist yes. in America today. Yes.
1: Like, let's die and be yeah. forgotten. Who cares? Yes, a hundred percent. That's that'd
0: be that's the win
1: to me. Yeah. Is to yeah. die and
0: be forgotten, but the gospel be remembered.
1: Yes. That's right. it. That's it. No, and but... so that's what can happen when songs like A Thousand
0: Hallelujah's are number sixteen on a Spotify
1: playlist. Yeah, it's so funny. You know, I said I was saying to my friend a couple of days ago, you know, I said to the Lord a couple of years ago, like, You've given me enough songs, Lord. Like mm. I've had, you know. You, you can give them to other people now. It's okay. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, 2019 I was on tour with, <laughs> it's going to sound like crazy things happen on tour because they do, yeah. but we, Hills and Worship, we were on tour with Casting Crowns who yeah. I adore and um, I lost my hearing. I lost my ability to hear music and I went to, a, it turned out to be, I got my hearing tested, it wasn't that, turned out to be a neurological issue I was having, um, because of exhaustion. They said, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. We have a little theme. Us, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Um, You're like, I don't have time to think about yeah. that, <laughs> uh, but I was like, I really was, you know, I, I, I said to the Lord when that was happening, I was like, Lord, if, if it's time now mm. for me I will serve you anywhere. I and I, wherever that is, if you want me to start a baking ministry, like yeah. I'm in, it doesn't yeah. need to be here. It doesn't need to be doing this. I just wish that it wasn't all falling apart, like live on stage yeah. <laughs> every yeah. night in front of thousands of people that I can't hear music. Yes. Um, so, but could that's you hear fine. people talking and hear other things. You I just could hear. hear music? I couldn't. Um, it was like um, you know, if you're listening to a song, and uh, imagine you are listening to a song, and it's a, a puzzle that's put together, uh-huh. so you can see a picture. Yeah. What was happening in my brain was that my brain was taking each individual part of that picture, each of the pieces, and it sounded and it felt like someone had put the pieces in a box shaking it up, and then tipped it on the ground. So I could hear all of the pieces. I could hear the guitar and the drums and the keyboard and the track and the strings and the other people singing, but uh, my brain couldn't put together it into a picture. Wow. There's a a book actually called The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat. I don't know if you've (laughs) – No. It's it's very interesting. Is it a novel? It's No, it's a a, – I can't remember if it was. I think it's a neurologist who wrote it, but yeah. about um, when things happen in the brain that cause. So there was a, a yeah one of his patients in his mind when he looked at his wife, his brain turned her into a picture of a hat. Oh my god! So so it's called like the, something like the man who mistook his wife yeah. for a hat. Anyway, so that was, that was that was happening to me. You know, in an audio sense. But I was really, I'm really okay with. I'll do anything for yeah. Jesus. Yeah. When I gave my life to Him when I was fifteen. I really gave it to him, yeah. and I and I. There's been times when I've tried to sneak parts of it back, you know, and have regretted that, mm-hmm. repent, put it all back on the altar, yeah. I wrote a song about that called new one. Um, Ugh,
0: that song. Um, we don't have the time or the we don't tears. The time. God, that song. Oh. But,
1: but you know, like he gets to do with me what he wants, yes. and when coming back, right back around to what you were saying. Um, I remember a few weeks before we recorded the album I was driving to myself and maybe I was praying, maybe I was just whinging to myself, honestly, mm. and I was like, oh, why does it have to be my name? Like, Brooke Lidgetwood, you know, it's, and this is so stupid because um, I'm whingy and prideful and immature. But I was like, you know, it's, it's all I have left. Brooke Fraser was, you know, this and, you know, like, like, it, but, but Brooke Lidgetwood is me. Like, I don't want to put that in a – I don't want to make that a brand. Like, I don't want to – like, Brooke Lidgetwood is me. Um and it's my name, and I felt the Holy Spirit mm. <laughs> cut right across those thoughts and, and say, oh, it's your name, is it? Mm. And I was like, you are. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he gets to take all of it and do right. with it whatever he even wants. Even your name. Even my name. Wow. Um, it's it's his. He gets to take it all, yes, exactly with that goal in mind, that I will be forgotten but that he will be writ large in the lives of people in his church.
0: Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about another one of our amazing partners, Catalina Crunch. You guys, hear me clear. This stuff is incredible. Are you a cereal fan like I am? Crunchy, sweet, digging the toy out of the box while watching Saturday morning cartoons kind of cereal, girl? Well, since I've grown up, I've learned some things about gluten and carbs and how my body sometimes responds to them. Boring. And that is why Catalina Crunch cereal has come into my life at the perfect time. Aside from the fact that it tastes great. Catalina Crunch cereal is zero sugar, keto friendly, and low carb. They've even got a variety pack so you can try out all their awesome flavors and decide which ones will be in rotation on your pantry shelves. I can already tell you that the cinnamon toast with a splash of almond milk is an actual treat. And can I be honest that I enjoy it as much as a nighttime cereal as I do as a breakfast cereal? You get me. If you're trying to eat better like give me the protein but leave the empty carbs out of this equation. Catalina Crunch cereal, it has the crunch you crave, zero sugar but tons of flavor, low carb, high crunch, keto friendly with 11 grams of plant-based protein and 9 grams of fiber per serving. Over 10,000 customers have rated Catalina Crunch 5 stars. Everyone in our office did the same, and I bet you will, too. Choose from their eight incredible flavor options. You decide if chocolate peanut butter, dark chocolate, or cinnamon toast is calling your name. Or grab the variety pack and save yourself the decision fatigue. It's gluten-free, grain-free, non-GMO, only real clean ingredients. Nothing artificial, nothing to worry about. See why Catalina Crunch cereal is the fastest-growing cereal brand in America. Just go to CatalinaCrunch.com/slash that sounds fun for 15% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's CatalinaCrunch.com/slash that sounds fun. Not sure which flavor to start with? That variety pack, y'all get it. And check out their delicious cookies and snack mixes while you're at it. Again, that's CatalinaCrunch.com/slash that sounds fun for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And I have one more amazing partner to share with you while we're talking about breakfast, Rasa Coffee Alternative. Life on the tour bus definitely means I've got some new aspects of the morning routine to blend with my regular ones, but you better believe my cup of tea is still in there. I know tons of you are coffee drinkers and that you're also always paying attention to how different things affect your mood, your mind, and energy during your busy days. Me too. That's why I'm excited to find out about Rasa an Adaptogenic Coffee Alternative. You can use it either in place of coffee or in an effort to cut back on your caffeine intake a little bit. Rasa provides more sustainable energy without the jitters. Nobody's wanting the jitters. Instead of caffeine, Rasa energizes from adaptogenic herbs and mushrooms with all their blends formulated in-house by clinical herbalists. Their ingredients are organic and sustainably sourced and fair trade or direct trade. Seriously, y'all, Rasa is fanatical about responsible sourcing and creating positive impact through supporting their growers and farmers' I love that don't you adaptogens are most effective when consumed regularly and consistently which means you're getting your daily dose of adaptogens while enjoying a beautiful morning ritual that can help set the tone for your day and with ten Rasa flavors and functions there's a Rasa for everyone The cacao blend is a crowd favorite with its chocolatey taste, like a healthy hot chocolate. There's one called Well Well Welderberry that's formulated to support a healthy immune system, something I feel like is on everyone's mind these days. So much variety. We've had some samples of Rasa here at the office and the team have been giving it a try. Even our biggest coffee drinkers have been happily surprised and are thankful for the calm blend when the afternoon tea coffee craving hits. You can add in some frothed oat milk or your favorite creamer and maybe even a little honey if you like things sweeter. Each blend is formulated to support your nervous system, help you stress less and give you balanced energy through the day and get better sleep. Yes, please. I'm excited for you to try Rasa. They even have a quiz. Y'all know we love a quiz. It's on their website. Helps recommend the perfect blend just for you. And right now, to get you started and get 20% off your first purchase, just go to wearerasa.com and use my special promo code, that sounds fun to That's promo code. That sounds fun to for 20% off at wearerasa.com. That's R-A-S-A. So you know how to spell it. And of course, the link is always in the show notes. And now back to finish up our conversation with Brooke.
1: Why did y'all record this one live? I don't know. I always just, I never imagined it as being anything else. Yeah. Probably would have been far easier and, and more cost effective. <laughs> to do, well, to ev- do I told you before. every
0: person I'm friends with flew here for it. <laughs> yeah. You said it was like a, your wedding. It, it, mean, is, it, was, yes. it, it was amazing. <laughs> everyone I know, I was on a plane, I was watching. I was like, well, I'm so sad I'm not there because everyone I know is here.
1: <laughs> it really did feel like a wedding. It was it was amazing, but I think just that um, you know, obviously, so many people who make the music that ministers to us had to pivot, and mm-hmm. and and we're hearing a lot of studio music, which is beautiful, and, and often because that was the only option for a lot of this. And yes. I I just um, I, I didn't think about it too much, to be honest. But for me, it was this: if these are the 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 letters. That the Lord has given me to write to the church for now, um, not in an arrogant way, but just these are the things He's given me, and I, I will give them. Um, then, then it needs to be they need to be carried on the sound of the church, and so I feel like the, some of the most powerful parts of this record are the parts where there's no singing, and but yeah. there's the sound of offering yeah. um, because it wasn't till afterwards that I actually heard the, the ambience mics, the mics that it, the microphones we put in the room to yeah. capture the sound of the people yeah. and the sound of the poured out intercession mm-hmm. left me in puddles. And yeah. it reminded me of the, the friends who dug through the, the roof and mm-hmm. lowered uh, their friend on the mat yeah. to the feet of Jesus. And I did a little Insta thingy majig about mm-hmm. a, a month or so ago, like thanking the people that came because their faith is actually and lower strangers down to the feet of Jesus. Like it's their faith and the sound of their faith and their prayer and their personal worship that is actually going to be what is chain-breaking. Not necessarily my voice, not these songs, not the beautiful musical parts, the choir parts, which are divine, (laughs) but the faith. And that's, to me, the point of this project was it had to be saturated or it wasn't worth Mm -hmm. doing. So we Mm -hmm. took communion every day. We saturated this thing in prayer and continued to because... Like you like you said that it's uh, this is about what Jesus wants to do in the lives of of people. It's not about the vehicle, yeah, yeah,
0: that's the thing is even a thousand hallelujahs today, that. Thing that is the that is supernatural that we cannot see that's deposited on that song yeah. is going to show up on playlists on business guys working in Omaha. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. like they just don't know. Wild. They don't know the supernatural thing that's going on mm-hmm. when that song shifts mm-hmm. to light from the darkness. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, so you lose your hearing. Yeah. You're not going to enjoy this question, but work around <laughs> it to okay. answer it the way you want to answer it. The thing we don't know as the non-Brook in the story, Mm. is we don't know what all this costs you.
1: Mm.
0: But there is real spiritual warfare all Mm. the time. Is it more profound when an album's coming out? Is it more profound when you're working on an album? Is it always profound in your life?
1: Um, It goes in waves. Um, Definitely the three weeks leading up to the recording and including the recording day were heavy yeah and i mean the enemy got very creative really very creative i remember talking to our mutual friend lisa harper yeah. about it and she <laughs> was like wow that's some extensive uh scheming right wow. there and I'm like, oh my god it was it was wild extensive so, scheming, yeah that was it was it was a lot and you know even even this week as i'm talking about it there's some i have found out a couple days ago I have a family member who's missing we're trying to locate them and you know things thank you sorry Sorry. TMI but you know there's um there is a cost yeah and uh not everyone will pay it that's right but I I'll pay it it's one of the only things I know in my life Jesus gets to do what he wants with my life and whatever the cost I will I'll pay it you're
0: addicted to obedience yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's true I think it's important for our friends listening to hear about the cost when we can articulate it. Mm. Because they're paying costs in their life, too, of how they're doing the gospel work that they're doing. But I think a lot of times people look at us and think, they just make good stuff. Mm -hmm. How easy.
1: Mm.
0: And you're like, no, like, Bob Goff almost lost an eye Mm. and almost went blind. You lost your hearing. Mm. And that's the, like, top-level stuff. That's not the heart, home, home. Life. Yes. Stuff. Yeah. So when you come up against warfare and you know it's because you're on track mm. with the gospel. Yeah. And with dying and being forgotten, but the gospel mm. being remembered. Yeah. How do you strengthen yourself?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, actually, it, it, it kind of, there's obviously this book we've been referring to, Discipleship on the Edge by Daryl Johnson. He talks about wherever there is heightened kind of activity, like spiritual warfare, um, it's because there is an inbreaking of the kingdom of heaven. Let's go. <laughs> so, the more hell, the more heaven. <laughs> the more hell, the more heaven. Yeah.
0: Yes. And so, that is your hope in yeah. those days. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm like, oh, there, there's an inbreaking today. Mm-hmm. There's an inbreaking today. Yeah. Um, and then, I also think it's important to discern the difference between what's spiritual warfare and then what's consequences of bad choices. You know, mm-hmm. I think often some people label spiritual warfare um but it's actually just a consequence of this wasn't budgeted correctly <laughs> you yes. know or yes. um or this 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 person here didn't fulfill the responsibility yeah. so there's that and so but then there's actual you know very real yeah. spiritual warfare
0: yeah cuz there is that like consequences of my own sin yes right like it's not the enemy's fault when i can't fit in my pants it's that i ate oreos <laughs> all of last week right like you can't be like the enemy's coming against me yeah like, annie you made some choices <laughs> and so there's that but then there's also just like the global we live on a broken planet yeah part of this mm. and we are all human and that mm-hmm. is imperfect and then there is the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy and yes. we pretend like that is not true yeah we pretend like that's not true, and so we watch things being stolen yeah. or missing yeah. or things fall apart or things die, yeah. and you go like, oh, that's terrible, instead yeah. of like, is the enemy destroying things yes. that God wants alive? Yeah. Are we supposed to pray resurrection here, mm-hmm. or are we supposed to grieve? Yes. Right? I feel like I, I wrestle with that a lot. Yes, me too. And I just, uh, I don't know that I ever know. Yeah. I just keep praying for resurrection. I lean on resurrection. Yeah. Until the Lord tells me to throw a funeral. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In my emotional life. Right. I think that that's probably the the right approach. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what you think too.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. Sometimes you don't know. You're like, Lord, are you killing this? You know, right. <laughs> do you want this to die? Right. You know, because uh, right. I don't want to get in the way of what you, what you want. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, lots of, lots of those, those types of questions. I think it's good to, good to wrestle with them and.
0: Wait. So, for our friends listening, when they turn on the album because it's out now, seven mm-hmm. is available. What do you want us to pray for you? When people oh, pray, gosh. what do you want them to pray?
1: That is so kind. They are so lovely to pray. They really do it. It's really nice. Oh my gosh, I want to pray for them yeah. as they listen, you know, as they listen to the album, that would be wonderful. but um, oh gosh, i I, I need wisdom. okay. I need wisdom every okay. day. yeah, yeah,
0: that's it. Wisdom. Yeah. We'll let them pray whatever else comes and to their hearts for you. Want. That's but so kind wisdom. Oh my gosh. Well, it's just like, you know, you I don't know how many of these you're gonna do, how many podcasts you're gonna do around this launch, or how many interviews you're gonna do, mm. and millions of people are gonna hear your stories. Mm. I hope more than one show asks you what you need.
1: That's but so kind. I want to ask you what you need. <laughs> That's so so
0: well, <laughs> we will pray. Our people pray. I mean, we're about oh. to, in fact, they're hearing about this today for the first time that we're about to do a whole month on prayer. We're going to oh, do bliss. all of April before and after Holy Week on Come prayer. On. And so we're going to be people who practice praying oh, in a that. new way this year. That's so powerful. Um, prayer matters to you. Yeah. Yeah. How has prayer held you?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I think I would be crushed um prayer is the the shifting of the burdens you know the shifting of the the shifting of the burdens i'm not supposed to carry mm. the lightening of the ones that i am yeah um the that's beautiful the prayer is the uh glimpsing the twinkle in his eye mm-hmm. um sensing um the reassuring touch on my shoulder yeah um the the balm on the raw nerves you know Mm -hmm. of my soul yeah Um, I would I would be nowhere and nothing if not for for prayer and talking talking to my Jesus yeah Mm -hmm. I
0: can't I I often say to friends how do people do it that don't know him how do you do life I it must be why addictions run rampant yeah is I, and I know a lot of believers who have addiction mm. stuff, too. So mm-hmm. it's not just non-believers. But I go, I, I don't know how you do this without yeah. Jesus. Mm-mm. Life is so hard. Mm-hmm. I just I can't imagine not having hope that there's more than the, the, the people who don't know that this is the short part. Yeah. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. It's a great way of putting it. Yeah. I,
0: I can't imagine. But we're going to read a book about it. Discipleship yeah. on the edge. He's going to teach us about the long part. I'm very interested because I don't even like using the word forever sometimes. It kind of stresses me yeah, out. Yeah. So he's going to teach us. Is there anything we didn't say about the album or talk about that you want to share? No, make sure you're we so covered?
1: kind for talking about it so much. That's so. Oh,
0: I love it. It's, it's very good. And if it, it's the right album at the right time.
1: Thank you. For us. I, I hope it is
0: for you too. Yeah. But for us, it. It really, really is. We have one final question we ask, yes. but will you pray for our listeners first, and yes. then I'll ask you okay. um, our final fun question. Yes. All right. But I'd love for you to pray. I would love that,
1: Heavenly Father. Um, we thank you for this conversation. Um, we thank you that you uh, you oversee and undergird um, uh, the realities that we live in today, mm-hmm. and the eternal reality that we are grounded in and reaching for simultaneously. I pray, Lord, for all of our friends who are listening right now. I thank you, Jesus, that they know you know where their feet are tired or their arms are heavy, um, where their hearts are burdened or their minds are under siege. Um, you know where they are strong and ready to impart. Uh, you know where their hands are ready for the next task and the next assignment. You know where you are mm-hmm. sharpening swords and breaking chains and aiming arrows um, and all of the things that you are at work doing in your people. And I pray, Lord, for my friend listening today. I pray that you would uh, strengthen them, that you would give them wisdom and uh, you would increase their yearning for you and their um, and their day-to-day living out of resurrection yeah. life and hope grounded in you, Jesus. I thank you for them. I pray that you would bless them um, and their families and um, help them today uh, to be the weapon that you have created them to be and and to carry the light and the hope that you delight to entrust them with. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Okay, the last question we always ask. Okay. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Yeah. Tell me what sounds fun to you. Um, naps. Na- oh are you a napper? Oh I love a nap. I love a nap. On yeah. a tour bus?
1: Oh yeah. Anywhere. Oh, it's so cold. Oh. Anywhere. Uh, a just cold?
0: Na- yeah, on a tour bus when you get in your little oh. bunk and it's nice and chilly. Oh, I don't know if I
1: like that. Oh, do you like it warmer I, to like, nap? I like lots of I like nap. heavy blankets. I like yeah. lots of heavy things. Pillows on all sides. How cocoon. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Heavy blankets and pillows on every <laughs> yes. Yes. Is
0: that how you sleep at night too or is that nap specific?
1: No, it's how I sleep every night.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> You are telling me you line your sides with pillows and you weighted blanket.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: You burrito yourself every night. Oh, that is the sweetest thing. I I want to be
1: like a baby. Like, (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah. Oh, my so, gracious. When you travel, do you take weighted blankets? I, I don't. So I don't. So heavy. So that's
1: the, that is the bummer of traveling is I don't have it. Um, so it takes me a little longer to get to sleep. But I did this trip travel with – I bought a, a small memory foam pillow uh-huh. um, that I now travel with. And brought it with you. And I brought it with me. And then I have all the hotel pl- pillows on either side. <gasps> and then I try and wear a lot of clothes to uh-huh. compensate for the lack I always of get the
0: extra blanket out of the cabinet.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm always like, treat yes. it like a weighted blanket. That yes. thing's coming down. But you like it cold? I like
0: naps cold, yeah.
1: Oh, nighttime not, not, not as good. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I know, isn't that weird?
0: I just like naps. Feel like you're cooling off from the day. Oh, I like that. Feel a little that. bit like a hippo underwater or something. <laughs> like I just like a little cooling off time. Right. Do you nap every day? Is it like a? Cold? Oh, I wish. Yeah. I, would I, I would so if I two could. Kids, yeah. yeah. I would if I could. Are you a twenty-minute napper or an hour napper?
1: My my desired nap time would be two hours. <laughs> oh. We were cut from the actual same weighted blanket.
0: The Lord cut us from the same weighted to blanket.
1: Yeah, the reality is probably forty-five minutes. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's it's rare. Maybe like once every three weeks. I get yeah, taking a nap. Okay,
0: I don't have a good nap rhythm right now but on my sabbath on my day oh yeah oh, napping yeah. is like number three thing i do yeah on,
1: on saturdays we have family days so uh-huh. no matter what we do we always know we travel as a pack mm-hmm. uh, my husband and i have two kids and so i'm still trying even though my kids have now stopped napping i still try to make like one thirty to 3 30 is quiet time yeah. so go and play quietly in your rooms you know right. and that's the time that i try and um Try and nap if yeah. if if they'll cooperate, which they don't always. But yeah, you're yeah. like girls don't bother me. Yeah, I'm putting pillows on either side. Yes. Are they both girls? Am I yes, that yes, up? Yeah. yes, they are. Uh, I'm putting pillows
0: on either side of me. Yeah. Weighted blanket. I'll see you at three fifteen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, right, that's great. Um, hey, thank you for doing this today. Um, thank you. Such an honor, truly. Your music has been a soundtrack for so much of my faith. So I mean, fun. what's Albertine's year? Two thousand six. Six. Yeah. I mean. I started this job in 2008, so you have literally soundtracked me into what God's called me to do. That is insane. So I'm really, really thankful. Thank you for what you do. This is fun to get to do together. I'm thankful. Oh, you guys, isn't she the best? My gracious. Wow, I'm telling you, there was just something special in the room when she was here. I I am very, very thankful for her. Be sure to stream her new worship album, Seven, and follow Brooke on social media so you can tell her thanks for being on the show and what parts of this show mattered so much to you. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and headed to the West Coast. Is it the best coast? Let's see when we get there. All the places you may need me, that's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. And today, what sounds fun to me, ugh, it's raining here. So what sounds fun to me is being outside in the warm weather when it is sunny, which is not today in Nashville. So I'm coming for you, West Coast. Give me some sunshine. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you back here on Thursday with everybody's favorite buddy, Bob Goff. We'll see y'all then.